0: There are so many things that are gross Like hippopotamus toe jam on toast There are so many things that make me go, ew. And I have made a
1: list of a... Welcome to episode 246 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. And this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide Good Stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I welcome Mr. Doug. And before we get to Mr. Doug, I just want to say here I am at home. It's a Friday morning. Usually I'm not at home on Friday mornings. I'm usually at work. And this Friday morning, I'm home because this is a very different world than it was on Tuesday of this week. So I am home and I thought, well, what can I do? And I thought I know what I can do. I have this interview with Mr. Doug who's one of the one of the greats. He's an instrumentalist, multi-instrumentalist I should say, and he loves making music and he's goofy and he's silly and he's fun and he's funny and I thought that's what I need. And if I need that, then I think there's lots and lots and lots of other people, lots of other families that need that too. That song you just heard, it was called The Gross Song, and it's gross, and it made me laugh, and it'll make you laugh, because I think we all could use a laugh. Mr. Doug, thank you for providing us with a laugh on this really interesting and interesting time. You know it's interesting. I have a lot of a lot of episodes in the can, and I think this is a great time to uh, provide some entertainment for families. Maybe it'll uh, give you some new new stuff to listen to, new stuff to do, new hobbies to explore, new things to check out um, while we're sort of hanging out at home. My kids are about to be on spring break, and that spring break could be anywhere from a week to three weeks, and that's a long time to be home. But what can I say? It's got to be done. Safety first, health first, take care of yourselves, wash your hands. Here is Mr. Doug. Did I say stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear the gross song? You're going to want to do that because it's gross and great and great and gross and grossly great and greatly gross, all those things. Good stuff. It's a great day here in Houston, Texas, where I am to welcome Mr. Doug to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Mr. Doug, how are you today?
2: I am doing very well, Mike. Thank you. I'm uh, very happy to be here. Uh, in sunny Vancouver, so. and uh, very happy to be on the show.
1: It is. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy you're on here. As we were, we were talking about before we started rolling. Like the best thing that we can do as uh, as as adults who work with kids and parents, etc., is to be transparent and acknowledge when uh, things are challenging. And I will say that you you mentioned that we had started talking last December, and it's it brings me great joy to know that we both had the fortitude to stick with it. <laughs> after a, like a, <laughs> after a mild false start to get ourselves here today it's it's truly I'm really pumped to talk to you I think that we've got a lot of ground to cover you mentioned you're in Vancouver but mr. Doug tell us a little bit more about yourself like how did you get involved with music and influences and and then like sort of take us through that journey and then into how you got into kids
2: music uh yeah okay well um I was Put into music uh, very early on uh, when I was very young. My dad, uh, you know, he grew up uh, he grew up very poor and you know always wanted to play piano and was never able to, to you know get access to a piano to play. Uh, so as soon as I showed any musical promise as a child, I was basically chained to a piano. Oh wow! Uh, for the first <laughs> for the first I don't know ten years of my life. Not literally,
1: uh, Not literally, folks. Not literally.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you know, and and I, it's just something I've I've always done and always enjoyed doing from the very start. I, you know, I, I would spend hours listening to you know my folks' records and like stuff like. I, I was never allowed to listen to rock music when I was a kid, so I I was limited to what was in my parents' music collection. So I uh, gained a great affinity for Harry Belafonte, as uh, there were a bunch of those records and you know a bunch of classical music. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was just always pushing to, to band. I was learning to, you know, play different instruments. I, it's just something I've always... It's, it's kind of the only thing I've ever been good at, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I say that kind of loosely, but it's the one thing that I've always loved and, and enjoyed and showed promise at and never got bored with. And, you know, it's... I, I, was, I was always... I, one thing I remember when I was a kid was... All these people, you know, my dad was a doctor, so he'd do house calls. We'd have to go to nursing homes a lot of the time. And so he'd take me with him, and he'd basically say, like, you know, there's always a piano in these places. He'd he'd just say, go play the piano. You know, so while he was doing rounds, I would go to play the piano. and, And I always remember, you know, kind of elderly people asking me, like, oh, do you enjoy playing? You know, do you like it? And of course, you know, when you're in lessons at eight years old, it's like, no, I, I I hate this. This is horrible. I don't, you know, I want to be outside playing with my friends or doing anything else. Um, But I remember them saying, Oh, you know, someday, someday you'll look back and you'll appreciate, you'll appreciate that your dad did this. And, you know, it took me 20 years to kind of figure that out. Um, And and obviously now I'm so thankful because I've been able to make, you know, my living as a, as a musician, as a producer um, for the last, you know, 20 years. So, uh, I, I'm I'm lucky that I was pushed into it as young as I was and uh that my parents uh you know made me stick with it for all those years.
1: Yeah, it's it's a true gift um to be able to understand that your your parents did, you know, and I I think lots of people relate to this, like our parents pushed us into something, maybe sometimes against our will, even though it's something we may have enjoyed or been good at, but to, to be able to look back on it and be like you know I'm really glad that that happened. I'm really glad that they did. That. that was the right thing. So like being able to acknowledge when parents do right by us is equally important. And I say this to all the kids who may be listening like your parents have <laughs> a rough idea of what they're doing. Not not a pure and total idea, but a rough idea. Um so so it, what was what was going on in your life musically um before yeah, and then I want to hear about your entree, not like your dinner entree, but like how you entered into the, uh, the kids and family music side of things.
2: Um, well, like I said, you know, I mean, I worked, I've, I've had a studio for the past 10, 10 or 11 years. I worked as a, you know, in, in, in many capacities in the music industry, uh, you know, either, either playing or writing or, uh, you know, composing. Uh, and I, I've just always, especially especially in production, I would I could never really work in one field too long because I would just kind of get antsy and sort of bored. so you know as soon as I was done you know maybe doing a punk rock record, like the, the last thing I ever wanted to do was do another punk rock record then you know I wanted to do the exact opposite so I'd end up getting into and I you know I'd done everything from Peruvian traditional albums to punk to country to hip hop to rock to you know you name it. And uh, and that's always kind of my I guess my uh, my ADHD coming through where it's just I, I would always be on to the next thing and always on to something new and when you do that you know you start to find ways that begin to influence you know one style of, of influence and in production can or one style of production can really influence you in another style so you know getting into just all of that I mean you know it, music is just like an eternal world of. Potential growth, and you're always learning and always, you know, figuring out new things. So when getting into kids' music came because my wife's sister had a had a daughter, and when I when she was kind of you know about two, I guess when I started hearing the music that was available to her, I was I, it was kind of disappointing because there's really there's like so much of it is is built for kids, but like, without the parents in mind, and the parents are the ones that have to listen to the song over and over and over uh, and over. Sure, sure. So So, you know, when it was... It, I, I just thought, oh, like I could I could do this. You know, this is something that I could do, and, and as I started doing it, and, and it's just so much fun because you have... The, there's no limits to what you... The only thing you can't do is swear.
0: Right. You know, it's
2: like I can write about anything I want. I can produce a song in any fashion that I want to do, and it, it, it can be as, I can be as silly and ridiculous as I want, or I can be as serious as I want. And it's, and it, it I, I can, it, it's always honest, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, it, it was, it, it's something that I never would have thought I would be doing even, you know, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but it's the only thing I want to
1: do now. Yeah. So, so one thing that you said before we get into sort of the more specific projects is, you know, you can be as silly as you want, and you can be as serious as you want. Now, the silly stuff, I see that right, and we're we're going to talk about um, one of those examples. But what's an example uh, of of the more serious side of the Mister Doug? Um, you know, take take one of those songs, and I mean, and, and I don't want to make anybody cry here, but just like what what, <laughs> what what inspires you in terms of the serious song is it subject matter? Because you know, you do have um, you know songs about taking care of the planet, etc. Or, or are there other sort of topics or themes that you like to explore?
2: Well, you know, I, I what I try to do is think back to what was engaging to me when I was younger, you know? And I remember like being emotionally overwhelmed a lot of the time, you know, because you have like, when you go through life, you start with like our emotions as adults are just as big as when we were kids. But, you know, we've had decades of learning how to deal with them and control ourselves. So for me, the, you know, the, the emotional growth side of things is important and I think that, you know, so for instance, like, one of the songs uh, on my EP Responsible Songables, is called Be Nice and it's, you know, it's just really simple. It's just like, be nice, right? It's really not hard and it, it's a really effective way to make the world a much better place. <laughs> yeah. Because a smile travels a lot further than a frown and, you know, it's really easy. The, the smallest action can risk someone's day and, mm. I think there's real power in that. And if I had learned that and made that an institution in my life 35 years ago, how maybe different things would be or, you know, just I find that, I mean, when you make a kid laugh, they begin to trust you. And when they trust you, then you can start relaying more serious ideas and they listen, and they and, and they take it in, you know? So one of the things I've always tried to do is, is keep, you know, a real sense of humor about everything and have fun, but still be able to slip positive messages in there. And, you know, we, there's a generation of kids growing up who are coming up in such a different world than we did with so many different social pressures and, you know, a, a climate emergency and all of these things that, they're growing up, they have to grow up so much faster. And that's, that's going to be tough on a lot of kids emotionally. It's going to be tough. You know, they're bearing a lot of weight, this generation coming up. And I think anything we can do to set them on solid footing and give them some, you know, some faith in themselves that they can make the world a better place, that they can change it. One person, one person's actions can go a long way, and I think you know by empowering the younger generation like that is how this planet is going to pull through, mm-hmm. and society is going to pull through. As because I, I'm sure you've seen it, how rapidly things have progressed in the last, you know, thirty years, twenty years, ten years with social media. I mean it's it's pretty substantial. So uh, whatever I can do to you know, give kids some faith in themselves. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I probably getting a little deeper than... No, this is than, great. This is uh, great. ...the question, but it's, it's, it, to me, it's like that's, that's what's really important. And if I can, you know, get kids laughing and get them dancing and singing and having fun, then when it comes time to, to really make a point, you're not overwhelming them with too much, but you're giving them really, you know, it's important to be nice to people. It's important to to treat the environment with respect. It's important to treat others with respect. It's important to do these things, these really simple ideas that don't require a lot of of uh, explanation, but kids can gravitate to and naturally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, every kids naturally want to help. They, they want to be... They're not jaded yet. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right,
1: right, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the idea of that, you know, giving them... And I guess, like, the way to, to that I understand this, the way that you're saying it is you, you – music is, like, this infinite thing, right? And we can use music as a way to educate, right, which you do well in a song like the Recycle Song. um, And then it's – you know, I, I – I, the idea of trust, making a kid laugh is gaining trust is so – like, that is, like, a huge, profound – Statement And I I've experienced that in my life, right? Like when a kid is, you know, in whatever setting you may be in a school setting, a camp setting, a, you know, concert setting, whatever, like, and you find that there's a kid that's upset and you can make that kid smile. Like you have a friend for life because it's it's real. So tell me, like you mentioned your EP responsible songables. um the The song that i I think is just phenomenal on on this one is the recycle song. I mean the message is great, like we should recycle, but it is so catchy so what uh what what sort of i mean you mentioned climate crisis, and we all know that that climate issues are are very very real and very very important for us to be thinking about um but Tell tell me a little bit, I guess, even more of like about the production of that song, right? Because there's there's lots of pieces of the of the music that you said inspires you that I hear in your music. So just t- take us through that one a little bit. Uh,
2: yeah, okay. So that song, um, you know, again, just comes from that simple message, right? And you know, the production, it, it ultimately, like, with, when I'm writing, I'm trying to. Think about like, what is going to engage this kid listening to it in, you know, in a car. What's going to engage them in a car the same way as if I was seeing it right in front of them? You know, what can I do? So, you know, obviously, like really simple, uh, lyrical, repetitive things are always great. You know, the more you can kind of make a message concise and catchy, the more it's going to resonate. So, you know, with that song, it's the, the we we, wee we recycle. Wee, wee, so, you know, it's it's easy, it's fun for kids to get. Um and you know, and then you can get the message through in the in the verses of like why hey, why do we do this? Well, you know, because this is something that that you know, when when we're reducing waste in our world, when we're when there's less garbage around our, our everything's a little prettier. Mm-hmm. You
0: Definitely. know?
2: Yes. And 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 so in the production of of anything, it's just trying to, you know, put these sort of, I guess, you know, obviously the hooks in there that are, that that kids can latch onto and sing themselves. And, you know, with that song in particular, it was actually really funny because the first time I ever played it for any kids were two of my nephews and, and, you know, who, you know, it, it, it kind of didn't seem like it was such a big, massive, that they were going to catch on to right away. But then their mom told me that, oh, like the next day, like they haven't stopped singing that song. <laughs> right after we left the house, it was like, they just that's all I've been singing. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's great. You know, to me that's because even though they're, they're, e- even though maybe what they're catching on to first is the melody and, and the words, and they're not even necessarily connecting the meaning of those words if the melody is keeping it in their head, then they will eventually come around on that.
1: Yeah. And like when they're, when they're taking out the recycling, right? Like that's what you sing when you take the recycling out. It's really great. Well,
2: and Yeah. And and also it's like being able to offer, you know, in writing these songs that like parents can, you know, like you say that help direct the kids. Like, oh, when we recycle, we sing the recycle song. Yeah. You know, another one off there is like uh, uh, Wash Yourself. It's like, okay, well, my – my sister told me that she said that to my nephew every night at bathtime. <laughs> you know, so giving giving parents like uh, you know little little things to help them encourage their kids to to make you know these positive changes in, or, and make these positive changes are as just a part of their day, as a part of their lifestyle, as a part of their everyday existence. I think you know that when you can do that, and you know, it keeps it in their heads. I mean, that's that's the goal right yeah definitely um so
1: so we've spent uh, a a good chunk of time on on the serious side of things and it's it's so good to when I love talking to a musician who just is coming at it from a real place and can sort of explain it musically, like, yeah, this is really catchy, but explain that the point of the catchiness is to get the message across. So now we're going to, before we turn ourselves to the silly side of things, can you just give us, like, a little bit of uh, your history with with the Wazoo's? Uh, Yeah, so the Wazoo's,
2: um, that was my first foray into kids' music, and it was Something that I, you know, and again, it started with my niece and hearing this music and thought, oh, like, I can, you know, I can, I can do something that's cool that maybe is not, that people, that's not around right now, you know? And so I started, you know, kind of just writing these songs, a um, the production, the idea of being, you know, uh, originally I sort of went into it with the idea of like putting, putting together like a black eyed piece for kids, uh-huh. you know, where it's like, you, you there's, there's, musical elements to it. There's hip-hop elements to it. There's new-school elements to it. There's old-school elements to it. Um, And then the voices, uh, the performers are uh, a guy named Kiprios, who's an artist I work with. He's from Vancouver, uh, who, you know, has just been a great friend of mine, and and we've worked together for years. And uh, the female voice is a girl named Sherry St. Germain, who is a phenomenal musician. And uh, these are two musicians that I just loved working with, and I thought, oh, if I can just do something with both of them, that would just be fun for me you know, cause then I can write these parts for them that, because I, you know, they're such amazing vocalists and they're so talented that I can write this stuff and, and, you know, and they can perform it and, and I'll produce it. And, and that's that. And then it was, you know, the, the idea of making them a cartoon was just much easier because, uh, you know, Sherry lives in, uh, in Las Vegas and, uh, Kip is out here. And so it was like, you know, also just who doesn't love cartoons, right? Like, a <laughs> kid is gonna rather watch a cartoon singing than an adult, I think, for yeah. the most part, you know. Right, right. So so that, that kind of came from there. And again, it was just it was really just a very organic, you know, I just thought, hey, I just wanna take a swing at doing this and see if I can make something that, you know, I think can compete or or, or bring something to the table that I don't see is there because again it was it goes back to you know listening to there, there's so much music for kids. And just a lot of it, I think the production is not focused on. They kind of, you know, they write a song about whatever it is, and the production is done so, uh, you know, inexpensively that it, it, it loses, it, it just loses something if you're an adult, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you can create content, and this is what, you know, what's great about like Pixar movies or Disney movies is that there are things in those movies for adults as well. Right. You know, you, you, you can sit down and it, it can be obviously directed at kids, but there's some jokes for adults in there. There are, you know, and it makes it, it, makes it easy to sit through. So when, so you're, you know, you're 40th time sitting through Flying Nemo or whatever it is, it's still easy to watch, right? Right. But I didn't see a lot of that. I didn't hear that in, in a lot of kids' music. Right. So starting with the wazoo, and, and then that kind of, you know, just went into, well, I could do this myself, too. Like, I was writing all these songs that, that, that wouldn't be wazoo songs. Right that were, you know, kind of softer or, or it, you know, started off an acoustic guitar or something. And then, and so that and that's where I just started doing Mr. Doug stuff was because I had these songs that I didn't think would work in that regard. And then I just realized how much fun I have doing it myself. And, you know, when you get a room full of kids dancing and singing and, and you know, squealing with laughter, I mean, that is a pretty amazing feeling. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I've been able to kind of just, and you know, because I have a studio, I have the, the availability to kind of do all this stuff. Um, because I'm a multi instrument multi instrumentalist, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's sounded right. Uh, yeah, I can. You know, I, I don't I don't have to rely on many other people to, to put this stuff out. So I can just kind of write and record to my heart's content. And so and so this year, I mean, my the first Mr. Doug release came out in March 2018. And then by the end of this year, I will have released 70 EPs.
1: Uh, by the end of this year, because I was going to say, by my count, by end, I yeah. have I have six here. Does that mean a spoiler alert that there's something new coming down the pike before the year is There's
2: through? one. that there's one coming out at the end of this week, oh, uh, wow. and it's, kinda, it's it's called Lullabies for Sleepy Eyes. Uh huh. And it's just me and an acoustic guitar singing, you know, really soft songs. All right. Well, uh, and so- and the songs that I've been using to sing my own infant song to bed. Over the past six months, beautiful. So I know they work. So you know, the time
1: <laughs> tested, father approved. That's the best way to yeah. best way to do it. Um, so that's a. Uh, a uh, a low key breaking news tidbit that there's a new EP coming out next week. So the the uh, let's let's talk silly for a second because I think that um, we're both probably pretty good at it. Um, the EP before the the lullabies one, so the sixth out of six by my count before the seventh one comes out is called No Nonsense in a very punny name K N O W nonsense. And uh, I just need to hear from the man himself a little bit of the story behind the gross song, because it's the grossest, greatest song
2: I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I was, growing up, I was a real fan of, like, Shel Silverstein, and, you know, he would always kind of write these things that were, you know, again, content that, that like, you know, you can enjoy, I, I still enjoy it as an adult, um, but you know, there's there's not a lot of like the gross song for in particular, it's just like, what is going to entertain kids and make them laugh? You know? And, and it's like, Oh, well, there's not really, there's no songs about kind of these, or that I know of anyway, I thought it seems like just knitting off gross stuff, you know, yeah. like eating food, the dog already chewed. Like, <laughs> Ooh, that's gross, but that that's hilarious gross, yeah. to kids. And, uh-huh. and, you know, it's, that, that song, uh, has quickly become, um, one of the, one of the favorites for kids, um, you know, when I play something, like, I'll play that one and I'll go to move on to another song. I'll be like, no, no, I'll no, play that one again. Like, yeah. play the Go song again. And, you know, it's, it's fun. It's kind of interacting with the EU the part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's uh, acting childlike and being silly. And so that song is a great um, summation of my, my own personality, I think, uh-huh. in a way. Sure. Um, just because it's it's it you know it's 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 just a little bit ridiculous and it's a little bit funny and it's you know which is pretty much just me in a nutshell I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah that, I mean it's it's hilarious. It's like really quite quite funny. So here here's my question based on that song. Right, there's a lot of like funny gross things in there, but which one did you write where you were like, oh yeah, that. That is the best one of the bunch. <laughs> uh,
2: good question. Um, you know, hippopotamus toe jam yeah. on toast, <laughs> I thought was just had a, had a great little range to it. Uh, um, uh, y- and then, you know, eating food that's already chewed or, uh, you know, going pee-pee in the pool. I mean, it's <laughs> It's, it's I, man, it's that's
1: a tough one for a uh-huh. it's it's a like pick, it's like it's like it's like picking between your kids. Which one do you like? like which of my gross things that I wrote <laughs> is my favorite? Well, I mean, the one that I loved was I'm glad you said <laughs> the the hippopotamus toe jam on toast. That's gnarly. Um, so <laughs> the, yeah, amazing. So you, you mentioned the lullaby album. Um, that's coming out soon. And how, how may I ask how old your your son is? Uh, he's just. Just about six months old, right? Okay, now. so just about six months old, and you're, are these originals? or Are these songs that you've been singing to him that you know were sort of part of the fabric, I guess, for lack of a better word, or or what? Are, what what is this EP going to be consisting of? Um, these
2: are these are all original, and it's just kind of the softer side, you know, um, more. It's it's less silly and less humorful, I think, than the other releases, just in regards to you know, you're trying to calm down kids as opposed to rest them up. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, uh, I mean, the song titles are, uh, you know, Nothing Fun Happens After You Go to Bed. <laughs>
1: um,
2: uh, I'm Never Growing Up, You Know, uh, Take a Rest, um, and, and just songs like that. And then the, the, the final song on it I wrote for uh, you know, my son, kind of before he was born, Um, just, you know, as I was trying to figure out the overwhelming magnitude of forthcoming parenthood. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, this one is just designed, you know, it's just softer stuff that, you know, I maybe wouldn't uh, tend to play live. Um, You know, they're really just designed to kind of relax and and sit back to you. And and so far they're working because I can, you know, I can get my son to sleep singing him these i can get my
1: wife to sleep singing them too <laughs> <laughs> wow you know the touch all yeah. across the board amazing yeah <laughs> uh, well that's so that's so great and it it does i think seem to go without saying that there's going to be even more after the the lullaby record but so so which leads me to Absolutely. asking a very important question which is how do we keep up with you and and all of the the, the magical. Oh, that that was the cheesiest thing I've ever said. I apologize, but like the, all the music and, and great contributions that you're making, how do we keep up with you? How do we find you? Website, social media, etc. Uh,
2: well, mrdoug.ca is my website, and uh, there are links to um, all of the streaming platforms that the music is available on, or most of it and up the popular ones like Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud. Um, and then, uh, my if, if you're interested in checking out social media, um, which is, tends to be just mostly pictures of me and my kids lately,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, it's uh, it's Doug Nogler. It's my handle on Twitter and Instagram, and that's all available off my website. Normally, I just tell people to go to the website because okay, Mr. Doug. is something that even kids can remember. Great. So and and then link you know whatever your preferred. There's you know there's just so many platforms now, right? Like yep. How do you, you know, I, I find it's like just easier to link whatever your preferred one is. Some people, you know, prefer Twitter to Instagram or Facebook to, you know, whatever. It's just, it's all there on MrDoug.ca. Great. So that's that's the easiest way to go.
1: Nice. Well, uh, Mr. Doug, good things truly do come to those of us who have scheduling issues. So I'm so glad that we, <laughs> <laughs> so glad that we worked this out. It was uh, really great to talk to you and to hear why you do what you do and to get your insight into your incredible music
2: well thank you so much i uh i really appreciate the opportunity and uh you know i i think uh the lesson for all the kids out there is that if nothing else the persistence pays off because 11 <laughs> months later 11 months later yeah. we finally got the opportunity yeah. to do it absolutely and so thank you for that i really i really do appreciate it absolutely
1: humongous thank you to Mr. Doug for talking to me. I hope you enjoyed it. I think you did. I think you're going to love checking out his music. You know, sometimes we got to turn the screens off and we're going to have to listen to some music over the next who knows, right? I'm not trying to be like scary. It's just like what it is, right? Let's just do it. Let's just take care of each other and stay safe and healthy. Here is the gross song from Mr. Doug. Talk to you like really soon. Like, really soon
0: There are so many things that are gross Like hippopotamus toe jam on toast There are so many things that make me go Ew And I have made a list of a few for you And it includes eating soup out of a stinky shoe tall, cool glass of shampoo. Ew, 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 ew. And how about licking ice cream made out of glue? Ew, ew, ew. Ew. Or swallowing food that the dog already chewed? Like sticking smelly, slimy, sour sausages straight up your nose And there are so many things that make me go, eww And I would like to share just a few more with you So without further ado, how about orange fruit That's fuzzy and moldy and blue Eating worms, hot off the barbecue, that's the squirmy worms, ew, 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 We're going pee Think of anything gross that I missed that rhymes with you.